Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We always tell you, and I hope you never get tired of hearing it because I never get tired of saying it. We are so glad that you have joined with us today. I, I know we're living in a, a time when there are so many distractions, and it's so important to maintain our focus on that. That, that God wants us to be focused on. And as the scripture said, to, to, to walk, walk in such a way that we look neither to the right hand nor to the left hand, but let our eyes look straight on before us. That's all about keeping our focus, even though there's all kinds of things that are vying for our attention today. Amen. We need to get focused on that that God wants us to be focused on. That's why the title of our teaching today is Be Ye Also Ready. This message is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, and verse 44. Put it in context, we'll read both verses, 43 and 44. And it's all about the soon coming of Jesus. And I know there are people listening to this teaching today that'll say, I've heard it, I've heard it, I've heard uh, dates set, I've seen prophecies fail and predictions not come to pass. And did you know all of that really sets up what Jesus said would be happening in the last days, in the end times? He said many uh, will come saying, where is the sign of his coming? For ever since our fathers fell asleep, everything remains the same as it is to this day. And God's answer to that is that he said, he said, but of this one thing, they are willingly ignorant. And that is that a day is a thousand years with the Lord. A thousand years is one day. God is not slack concerning his promise. Listen, Jesus came the first time to lie in a manger so he could go to the cross, so he could he could go to the, the grave and be raised from the grave and go to sit at the right hand of God and come back to get us, just like he said he would. And that's what this scripture's all about. It's about readiness. Be ye also ready. You see, because there will be no time to get ready. We need to be ready. So let's look at this in the scripture, Matthew twenty four, forty three and forty four, and let's let's juxtapose it over against the the times that we're living in right here, right now, in this world, in this moment. Jesus speaking about the sign of his coming and when shall be the end of all things, this is what he said. He said, but know this, in verse 43 of Matthew 24, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. One paraphrase says you must be ready all the time. And and this word ready in the Greek is prepared, but it comes from a root that means to do something or to receive someone coming. Amen. 
to be ready to receive someone coming. Well, friend of mine, someone is soon coming, just like he promised. And his warning to us, his watchword to us is, therefore, be ye also ready. I want to make a statement that I believe can be biblically and prophetically verified. Number one, we are not just living in the last days. We're living in the last of the last days. Jesus could come at any moment and not do an injustice to any of the prophecies that that's about conditions that would precede and preclude his coming. So therefore, we need to be ready all the time. And we need to be ready all the time because when he comes, there won't be an opportunity to get ready. Listen, a world church is forming. A world government is soon to form when the Antichrist is revealed and manifest. A world currency will very soon be accepted. You can see that coming. A world leader will soon appear. With, with a global peace plan, these wars and rumors are, are more intense now than ever. And we are very near to a cashless society as a result of 21st century technology and the circumstances of the world right now. The falling away has begun among many formally dedicated denominations. The apostasy has begun. And that means the Antichrist is soon to be manifest. And that means the tribulation is near. And that all means that the coming of the Lord is very, very near. In order to be prepared, to be ready, we need to be watchful. The parable about the ten virgins awaiting the espoused groom is a message of preparedness. Listen to Matthew 25. We're going to read 1 through 13. Jesus said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, but took no oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You see, in an hour, you think not. We're not going to have anything but the prophetic scriptures to warn us of the soon coming of Jesus. There won't be a trumpet sounds before he comes, but there will be, amen, a, a, a trumpet sound when he comes. Glory be to God. But when that trumpet sounds, everything is going to happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. So if we're not ready, there won't be an opportunity to get ready. Listen, and at midnight, verse 6 says, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. They were not ready. Listen, but the wise answered, saying, Not so. 
lest we not have enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. I want to reemphasize, be ready, for there will be no time or opportunity to get ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. The soon coming, the secret coming, not the second coming. Listen, and verse 10 said, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. What does that take me back to as I'm reading it right now? To Noah's ark, which was a type of Jesus in the old covenant. Everyone who came inside that ark was safe when the judgments fell. Oh, but God shut to the door. You had to be in it in time for that, that, that grace that draws you. Listen, listen, Noah preached righteousness. He was not just a boat builder. The Bible said now Noah, a preacher of righteousness in the New Testament. He, he kept preaching for people to get right with God and they kept refusing. You say, well, the ark couldn't have held them all if they'd repented anyway. Listen, there is room. There, God would make room. If God had to supernaturally enlarge it, he would make room for anyone who would repent of their sin. Amen. And, and come to him by faith. Listen, but they did not. And that's why the door was shut. Afterward, listen, verse 11. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily or surely, I say unto you, I know you not. Listen, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Lamps with oil. Lamps without oil, all expecting a bridegroom to come for them. But the ones who did not have oil could not go with him. Only the ones who had oil. There was no time. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me carefully. One translation says, keep watch. A paraphrase says, stay awake. And be prepared. The NASB, another translation of scripture, says be on the alert. Actually, we ought to be on high alert. The parable is a strong warning against professing Christ instead of possessing Christ. Oil is a type of the Spirit in scripture. Romans chapter 8 says, 8 and verse 9, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ. He is none of His. When we are truly saved, Jesus comes into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. His abiding presence confirms that we belong to Him. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.30 says, The Holy Spirit of God speaks of the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption, sealed unto the day of redemption. In the Greek, it's like a brand, a sign of ownership, a mark that, that, that marks us. 
uh, for ownership, like a brand is branded into a, a, some form of cattle or sheep. Listen, God brands us. He marks us. We are the redeemed. If you're truly saved today, we belong to God. He is our Father, and we are His sons and His daughters. We have oil in our lamps, His abiding presence by the Holy Ghost. He knows us. I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a power gift for service to be witnesses unto Christ, to do mighty works in His name, the charismata. No, I'm talking about the Spirit of God coming to live within us. Christ coming to live within us by and through the Holy Spirit coming to live within us. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like the Amplified. It says, By whom ye were sealed, marked, Branded, it's taking all of these terms and putting them together accurately. By whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption. Hallelujah. To watch is to anticipate and be on the alert for Jesus soon returned and to live our life accordingly. Praise God. In other words, to live our life, dear friends, in the light of His soon coming. You know what the Bible says of us? That we're not children of the darkness. We are children of the light. Amen. We, we're not, we're not in the dark about the coming of the Lord and all these things that are about to occur. We are people of revelation and should be, therefore, people of the realization that we need to be living with with a whole different attitude. In fact, all the negative events of the end time, Christ said, when you see these things, begin to come to pass, not when they're completely fulfilled and come to their climax, but when you see them begin to come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Praise God. Listen, we need to be living in the light of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9.28 said, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that Listen, underscore this in your Bible, in your mind, in your notes. Unto them that look for him, he shall appear. The sec See these people that are looking for him? They are anticipating. They are ready. They're prepared to receive someone. They're, they're obeying the, the words of Christ himself and they're looking at the signs of the times and knowing he's coming soon. Hallelujah. They, and to them that look for him, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. It doesn't mean that Jesus is reemphasizing that he's sinless. No, it means he's not coming in this coming to judge sin. 
like he is in the book of Revelation when he has hair of wool. The judge is coming to judge. His feet are as burnished brass. The judgment, his eyes are a flame of fire, fiery indignation. Amen. He's coming to express the wrath of God. But this coming is for his called out ones. This coming is a secret coming. It's called the rapture. Someone said rapture is not in the Bible. The, oh, the word isn't in the Bible. But neither is Trinity. And we use the Trinity to, to describe the triune God, the three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that make up the one true and living God. One God expressed in three persons <laughs> is the Trinity. That Trinity is not in the Bible, but it's a term that is descriptive of a Bible truth, and so is the rapture. Amen. The Bible said that that in in First Thessalonians four, and we use it so often that I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning those which are asleep, that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. Not looking at my Bible right now, but I'm going to come right on down in that chapter to to where it says the trump of God shall sound, and we which alive uh, and remain will be caught up the dead will be raised we will be caught up with them to meet the lord not on top of the mountain that he's coming in the second coming to stand that's going to split in two no this coming is in the air and we're not going to meet him on the earth we're going to meet him in the air. I like that old camp meeting song that said there's going to be a meeting in the air in the sweet, sweet by and by. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, we're going to meet him in the air and we're going back with him. Amen. Just like the Jewish wedding, the bridegroom's going to come. He's going to take his glorious bride back to the father's house and there's going to be a, a seven year time of of our sharing his glory in heaven and the marriage supper of the lamb will have occurred and we're going to come back with him and rule and reign with him glory be to god in a new heaven and a new earth praise god listen so christ this is a secret coming i'm telling you amen it's a secret coming it is not the second coming. Praise God. And it's literally, it said they, that word caught up, it meant to snatch away with great force. And that's where we get the word rapture from. Hebrews 9.28 said, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and to them that look for him, he shall appear the second time without sin. See, he's not coming to judge the world yet. He's coming for you. He's coming for me unto salvation. Praise God. I like the Amplified of this too. Let me share it with you today. To bring full salvation to those who are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting Him. Be ye also ready. Praise God. That means to, to be anticipating someone's coming and be prepared for it. Jesus is coming back for us as we live in anticipation of His return and have a healthy self-watch. 
that keeps us pursuing holiness through a purifying hope. Praise God. Listen to how, 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 how God is going to work a work in us to help us to be ready in 1 John 3, 2 and 3. It says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear. You see, we're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Praise God. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man, of course, woman, boy, girl, every saved person, therefore, every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. Praise God. Amen. I believe God is sanctifying to himself a people right now through the washing of water by the word. God is preparing a beautiful bride for his son to come and take home. Praise God. In order to be ready when Christ returns, we must be faithful Luke 18.8 says it this way, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. This is the word pistis, and it doesn't mean exercising faith for healing or even faith uh, to to acquire the things, the needs of our life, or even the desires of our heart when we don't put a premium on things. Amen. This is not about believing God for those things, this kind of faith. It's fidelity. It means faithfulness. In ancient times and in modern times, Christians, when parting, they used to say, keep the faith. Watchfulness and faithfulness go hand in hand. Listen to Hebrews 3 and verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. I want to read this warning in context in Hebrews 3, 7 through 14. It said, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, he that hath an ear, you see, let him hear what the Spirit is saying, because God is always speaking. He is not silent. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Spirit says. <laughs> this is pretty clear, isn't it? Hebrews 3, beginning with verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, justifiable anger here, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed. Here's that warning again. We don't hear it enough today. That's why I'm bearing down on it in this teaching. For we need the warning to be ready. Take heed, brethren, 
lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Amen. But exhort, which means to strongly encourage one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Literally, one translation says firm and unshaken. You see, the Bible says that everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken might remain. Hallelujah. Listen, Jesus said, I stand. I stand where the wheat is being brought in. I stand in the garner. My fan is in my hand. What's that talking about? It's talking about the shaking. It's talking about that that cannot be shaken. That that is real and genuine and authentic. Listen, when the wheat was brought in, the chaff and the wheat were all together. And the person with the fan, as the wheat was sifted down, would fan vigorously and the chaff would be blown away. And the kernel of the wheat is all that would be brought in and kept. Listen, everyone who isn't by the Holy Spirit born again, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, everyone who is not depending on the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in their life to stand, everyone who isn't committing their heart to Christ to look for Him eagerly because we long for Him eagerly. Amen. Listen. Every one of us need to do a self-watch today. We need to do a double check on our attitude. Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? If the trumpet sound right now, are you ready? Are you ready? Is there oil in your lamp? Are you sealed by the Holy Spirit? Have you been born again? I'm not talking about going to church, baptized in water, uh, reciting a creed, accepting a dogma as true. All those have a place, but not His place in your heart and in your life today. Faithfulness means that we abide in Him. We remain constant and unshaken. We begin by trusting Christ. We're sustained by trusting Him. Listen to 1 John 2.28 And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Abide means to remain constant. You see, firm and unshaken, ready for His coming. Faithfulness in the sense of constant trusting in Christ alone as the source of all of our need and as our Savior is the key to fruitfulness. Can you say amen? Amen. The, 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 the fruit of the Spirit is a result of abiding in Jesus Christ. Glory be to God.
Listen to the the encouragement that is given in Revelation 3, verses 7 through 10. It said, The angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith he who is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, and behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. That's so important today. You know what Jesus said about that? He said, if you don't confess me before men, I will not confess your name before the Father and his angels. But if you confess me before men, I will confess you. You can't be a secret agent Christian. You you can't, to avoid persecution and to have the world's embrace and applause, you can't keep it secret that you believe in Christ, friend of mine. You can't do that. I can't do that. I must not do that. I will not do that. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. You see, those friends you work with can't save you. Those friends you're in college with can't save you. Those guys you're in jail with can't save you. Your mama can't. Your daddy can't. Your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife. You have to put your soul and where it spends eternity above all of these temporal, earthly relationships. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to be ready for the coming of Jesus. And I want to take as many people as will hear the gospel with me when Jesus comes. Verse 9 says, Behold, I make of them the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that are upon the earth. In other words, I'm going to keep you from that great time of tribulation, the outpouring of the wrath of God. Because you have been faithful to me, I'm going to keep you from that. You're not appointed, to, amen, to that judgment upon the earth. You're appointed to salvation. Praise God. Listen, one translation said, you've kept my command to endure patiently. Paraphrase said, you've obeyed my command to persevere. And the Amplified said, expectant endurance. I like that because it means if we're looking for Jesus soon coming, we're going to be enduring whatever we have to endure to be ready when he comes. We're patiently endure. Amen. Friend of mine, I pray today before the trumpet sounds that indicates he is, he is here, not that he's coming, but that he's here. As I lift up my voice like a trumpet to call you, to call your attention to the fact of His soon coming. That if you're a Christian, if you're not fully ready at this moment, that you will get ready. 
Look inside your life. See what it is that has pulled you so toward the world and away from God. It's that we have time, precious time, to correct that. Because a day is coming when he will, he will take his bride home. And the door, that opportunity that we have now, will be shut. Friend of mine, it's time to get ready so that we will be ready for the coming of Jesus. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior today, I want to encourage you by the Word of God, and I want to encourage you by the Holy Spirit, who I know is right where you are right now, convicting your heart of your sin and telling you simultaneously, God really wants to forgive you pardon your sin seal you with the Holy Spirit mark you as his so when he comes and you look for his coming he'll be you'll be ready <laughs> hallelujah listen to be ready for Christ's coming means you're ready if your heart stops right now to be ready for Christ's coming means you'll be ready if a car, crosses the center line and you're taken into eternity. If you're ready for the coming of the Lord, you're ready to go to be with Him. Whether He comes to take you from this earth or whether you leave this earth because your heart ceases to beat, your blood ceases to flow in your body. Oh, friend of mine, that could happen to any of us at any time let alone the imminent return of Jesus. So if you don't know Christ as your Savior, don't run from Him. Run to Him. Repent of your sin. Receive Christ as your Savior. And no matter what happens, whether you go to Him or He comes for you, one thing is for sure. You and I will be ready. And that's all it takes to be saved in Jesus' name.